Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. My name is Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. We are your hosts, and today's topic is in it, not of it, why looking good and smelling good is important for me. This time. To help us out with this topic, we are... Introducing you to Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. What if up? You do not know him. Pierre uh, was born on April 6th, 1901 in Turin, Italy. And gosh, this guy was so cool. Stud. Super stud. He loved mountain climbing and swimming. He was just a great athlete. He loved being social. And he was even a really big practical joker, which I didn't know about till recently. Loved playing jokes on his friends. But he also loved serving the the poor. There's stories that he would oftentimes run home instead of take the bus so he could take that money and give it to the poor and then just run home. There's another story about how a uh, mother and a son came to the door as beggars and the son didn't have shoes on. And right then and there, he took off his shoes and gave them to the boy. Just always had a heart to serve the poor. And... Gosh, at the young age of 25, he died of a illness. And when he was beatified in 1990 by John Paul II, John Paul said that he was a man of the eight beatitudes. Just a well-rounded guy. Now, the reason we're really... Uh, understatement of the year. Un- well-rounded guy. <laughs> well-rounded. So, you know, I'm not it's that true, eloquent. It's true, <laughs> So the, the reason that we are looking to bless Pierre Giorgio Frassati as we talk about manscaping is if you find virtually any image, in fact, I haven't found an image where this isn't the case, he is always very well-groomed and put together. Put together, yep. I mean, he's shaved, clean-shaven. I think that's the way nothing to go. Nothing wrong with not being clean-shaven. I mean, there's, well, there's nothing wrong with it, but <laughs> uh, we'll get into that because some guys just don't groom Amen. Their animal on their face. But he was always clean shaven. And I love his pictures. He's always laughing with his friends. And you'll see him in hiking gear. And and when he's out hiking, he's got the right clothes to hike in. You know, there's something that makes sense about that. Picking the right clothes for the right situation. Um, Because there's other pictures where he's in a suit and a tie. You know, like a three-piece suit. He's got his vest and his tie and his... uh, just you can tell he's well put together and in that same picture he's also smoking a big cigar which is awesome Uh, but he's just always well put together well groomed and that brings us into manscaping and there's there's something to that with the presence the the persona that he had not just in his joy not just in his joy but in the way that he presented himself like you mentioned steve you hit on so many of those beautiful topics because when we look at evangelization, Pope Paul VI made this point so well that the primary aspect of evangelization is mm-hmm. our witness. And yes, it's in the joy, but it's also in just how you look. Because yep. that's the first impression. I see you, if you look like you came out of a dumpster, that just did a big number against whatever else is coming from You lose from credibility, you right? Lose credibility. Yep. Now, we look at Blessed uh, Pierre Giorgio Frasati, and we don't think evangelist right away. We think this, you know, jovial, well-loved guy who served the poor, and rightly so. He did all those things. But at his funeral, his parents actually thought that, you know, well-off people, his dad was a politician, that well-off people are going to come to his funeral and maybe some of his close friends. But in fact, the streets were lined with thousands 
of the poor that came to his funeral. That's evangelization. And again, it, it just started with that simple int- interaction, that introduction mm-hmm. to Christ through just this witness, as you were just saying. Yeah. And because he was always well-groomed, people trusted him. Like, right off the bat, there was just a, an immediate kind of trust and credibility that he had. You know, they say it's not necessarily who comes to your wedding, but who comes to your funeral. That's really interesting. And that concept of Blessed Pierre Joseph Rosati and all of those people that came to his funeral, it's an amazing thing to just stop and think, who's going to come to mine? Hmm. Ho- hopefully, somebody. But I'll know, come, Thomas. Thank you. <laughs> if I die first, I appreciate that. The, but the saints, it's so, so awesome. I, thanks, Steve, for sharing that story. They give us so many, the saints give us so many facets to think about. But I love... That idea with Blessed Pierre Joseph Rosati, that he was a man of joy. John Paul II called him a man of the Beatitudes. But if we look at just how he appeared, right? You mentioned kind of all these pictures of him. He was sharp-dressed. He was joyful. He was boastful. And I think it points to that reality that it's so important for us to care about how we, pers- how we present ourselves, how we look, how we appear. That first, that first encounter that someone has with us, what are they going to think? And I think it makes us think of a few things. One, our body is a temple of Holy Spirit. We want to reverence that. We want to respect that. We want to honor ourselves and how God made us. And that idea that, gosh, we're a witness to Christ. We, we should reflect Christ in how we look. When people see us, they shouldn't see a shabby you know, guy that just came out of the gutters or some overly pampered you know, Hollywood, whatever you want to call it. They should right. see someone that is... That is, reflects beauty in some way as men, right? The beauty in sense of God is beauty, right? Reflect, excuse me, something that makes them stop and say, that guy, that guy's got something going on for himself. No, totally. And there's underpinnings of this idea in scripture. You know, my mind goes to Matthew 6, where our Lord instructs the apostles, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting, there's a just to the point that you just made, Thomas. I think the reality these guys are fasting. There is like there is some physical suffering, so they're mm-hmm. kind of avoiding that that pampered whatever. Um, but they are taking care of their appearance to not fall into that. I love. There's also a great quote Pope Francis lays out in uh, in the Joy of the Gospel, uh, where he says, "Why do Christians always look like it's always Lent and never Easter?" And I think that that's mm-hmm. such an important question to ask ourselves. If, if we really believe that we are sons of the King, if, if by our baptism we have been transformed into something that is glorious, we should carry ourselves that way. And, and, and obviously let's avoid the pride, that the, the temptation to think that mm-hmm. we are the reason why we are caring for ourselves this way. No, it's because we're sons of the King. There, there's a, we need to act in such a way that dignifies and, and really points to who we are as sons of God. Another point where you can see this is uh, a great quote from St. Ambrose, where he says, Oh, beautiful soul, that you are the image of God. That's just, it's such a, it it really brings it home. Mm -hmm. We need to carry ourselves like we are who we actually are, based on our baptism. And I think as men, this this plays into so many more things. If you think about being an ambassador for the Mm -hmm. Lord, really everybody that comes into contact with us should be able to see Christ in us. And to your point, Thomas, that's that's really hard to do if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking care of your basic human needs and presenting yourself in such a way that that others could look at you and say, man, I, I want what that guy has. I want to be similar to who that man is. In our last podcast, Bigger, Faster, Stronger, we talked about proclaiming the gospel in the public square. And I think I, well, no, I'm confident that how we hold ourselves, even in our appearance, 
is taken straight into evangelization. Mm -hmm. And I'm taken back to 2011 when I'm a first-year missionary, focused missionary on University of Louisiana Lafayette's campus. And first of all, it's always hot there. And so you don't get that many options in clothing. But I remember there was a Greek house and um, it was my job to reach out to these guys. And I didn't have a lot of Greek background, but I did know because it was obvious when you walked through campus that the Greek guys wore shorts and a polo every day. Never a t-shirt, just shorts and a polo and boat shoes. And I just thought, okay, if I'm going to have street cred with these guys, I've got to kind of, I've got to kind of walk the part. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I went out and I bought some shorts and some polos and some boat shoes. And I can't tell you how much my appearance helped in evangelization to reach these Greek guys. And, and it's not like a club or like, you know, I had to work my way into it, weasel my way or trick my way into it. But it just shows that based on our appearance, it makes other people feel comfortable, right? That if I showed up in sweatpants, that was the athletes actually was the sweatpants. (laughs) But if I showed up in sweatpants to the Greek guys, they either would have thought I'm an athlete or I'm just some odd dude, right? But the fact that I was able to meet them where they were in my appearance was a first impression to them, that that was kind of the first barrier, the first wall that had to be broken. But that that's just an example on evangelization. I think when we are really looking at, Brock, as you were going into, like by our creation, by whose we are, not who we are, but whose we are, that we are made in the image and likeness of God. God is magnificent. He is the epitome of truth, beauty, and goodness. And due to that, we ought to treat our bodies in that same way. Right, that if we truly believe we were created in his image, why would we not treat our bodies in the same way? Why would we not shower on a regular basis? Why would we not get haircuts? Why would we not do some of these practical things to treat ourselves as that magnificent creation that we are? We are sons of God, we are adopted sons and daughters of God, not animals. Animals don't have to, even they self groom. For the record, even animals self-groom. That's true. Um, and so much above animals are we. That was my Yoda talk there. I like Yoda. I, <laughs> I like to joke that uh, with, with my wife and I, she's beauty and I'm the beast, just in case there was confusion on who would be beauty and who would be beast. But I usually have a lot of, I have a lot of hair on my body. And, but we're not animals, Stephen. I love it. And I love the point you made, too, that this, we're not trying to be deceptive in any way, shape, or form, but we're, we don't want to be an obstacle to the gospel either. And our appearance is the first impression people get. They, they see yep. us, and they're going to they're gonna judge us one way or another. It's just human nature, whatever, but we don't want to be an obstacle. Yeah, they're going to write deception. us off, or they're going to give us a, a shot 100%, to listen, right? 100%. And then I, I love, too, is that as you lead in, we're not animals, we're sons of God. And how do we live that concept of excellence, right? That give mm. fully yourself to who God, to what God has called you to, to where he's called you. And as men, Brock, you're referencing this, this idea of evangelization, you two guys, it's like God has called us as his sons to be heralds of the gospel, to be witnesses to him. Let's enter into that fully and let him change us and sanctify us in how we do that, right? And entering into it and whatever it is that we do, grooming ourselves, caring about our, our appearance, some guys really don't like that. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to die to ourselves and say, I want to be a reflection that is not going to be a hindrance to the gospel. No, and I love that point, Thomas. I think the the reality is there there is you can't take this too far, right? And become you know absorbed in your appearance. And and obviously 
we're not advocating for that. I think the reality is we we want to carry ourselves, as it's been mentioned, with the dignity that we that we possess. I think to make this practical, I think when we think about just ourselves and the way that we take care of our bodies, uh, very simply, it's important to, as as was mentioned, to stay up on your grooming, on your showers. Um, <laughs> It's, you are going to be a hindrance to the gospel if you walk into a room and you reek, or it looks like you haven't showered in a couple of days. Trim your fingernails, trim your nose hairs. Uh, we shouldn't look like werewolves. And I think this <laughs> com- coming back to Blessed Pier Giorgio Frasati, I mean, that's that's part of just the way he carried himself. He yeah. walked into a room and people looked at him and said, I don't know why, but that guy looks like a king. And it's yep. because he embraced his identity as a son of the king and, and as an heir to, the, to that. And uh, And I think we want to do the same. Absolutely. I mean, going back, we are temples of the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit resides within us. And so we were built for so much more than to just be this empty body, this this animal of a body. And when we look at even our churches, uh, those which house the Blessed Sacrament, it is important to make churches beautiful mm. on the interior and the exterior, some more than others. But that is that is a reality that architects take very seriously, that they want to make this structure beautiful. Mm -hmm. And again, so much more valuable are we than Mm -hmm. churches. Um, So as we do this, when it it comes to the clothes that we wear, so Brock talked about our actual physical bodies, but when we're looking at the clothes that we wear, I have to laugh because I just pulled out my old Colorado State University hoodie that I used to wear every day uh, with a pair of jeans in college every day i would change the shirt underneath and sometimes the jeans and you wash it sometimes no I, yeah i mean every once in a while yeah, yeah. if you spill something on it right you yeah, gotta wash it true. but i would wear this every day and i cannot believe that i met my wife in this stage of life because if she was more aware of the reality around her she wouldn't have given me the time of day again she going back right? no she actually didn't thanks for bringing yeah. that up thomas yeah she didn't it took me a a long pursuit and I I literally changed my attire like as I was like pursuing her because I had to get serious right she's like I don't want to date a bum you wear the same clothes every day so simple tips your belt should match your shoes so if you have black shoes black belt brown shoes brown belt uh, get clothes that fit you I thought I was a large in college guys and and you're looking at me right now I'm five six a buck 45 like i'm not a large i'm a medium and sometimes a small like, <laughs> uh, so get clothes that fit you if you don't have a tailored suit gentlemen go spend the money get yourself a nice suit uh even if it's a navy or a black something that you can wear to any occasion go get a nice suit get it tailored and then start buying clothes that fit you that match that you can really present yourself uh, as a temple of the holy spirit to the public square. I love it. And I think the, the last practical point is is how you actually respond and interact with people, especially as you first meet them, matters too. You know, what you do with your body, not just how you dress it and care for it, but what you actually do. For example, you meet someone, reach out and shake their hand firmly. You know, you don't want to be a, le- a, a dead fish shaking someone's hand, look them in the eyes, mm-hmm. say, hello, how are you? Introduce yourself. If someone typically, the etiquette, if someone comes into the room, especially if it's an older gentleman or any female of any age, maybe not a child, but when they come into the room, stand up to greet them, yeah. especially if you're in their home or you're in a public, like you're at the Newman Center guys, someone comes in, you're at the parish hall, someone comes in, stand up and greet them. If someone comes up to say hi to you, I think some of these elements are so important and, and they present a sense of confidence, which we also want to have as men. Men want to follow confident men. Mm. And if you're groomed well, you're dressed well, you stand up, you shake someone's hand, you look them in the eye, say hello with a smile. 
you will be someone that yep. they're drawn to, Absolutely. which gives you the opportunity to proclaim Jesus Christ. You go back to Blessed Pierre Joseph Frasati. If I was hanging out with him, I would probably be jealous of him if he was in the room. You never have that competitive kind of spirit where you're like, that guy's a stud. And then you start to think, I bet I'm whatever. You know, you start to try to pick out his negative traits, which he probably had none. But what a great example. Again, I'm glad that you, that you let in with that. That, that guy, he came into the room. He had a presence. Not just how he looked, not just how he smiled, not just because of his three-piece suits, but I'm sure he met people with a contagious spirit. He shook their hands. He looked them in the eye. I love it. That's why how you look, how you smell, and how you act is important. Thanks for listening. This is the Man Catholic Podcast. We'll catch you next time. God bless. <laughs>